All right, all right, all right. Bridge Fire 2019 Woo. Fire Preview. The officially unofficial preview for the 2019 MLS Fire. This is a big one. This is a huge podcast. Chicago Fire. Ole, ole, ole. <laughs> yes. Come on, you men in red. That's right. Vamos La Maquina Roja. Your third place, Chicago Fire, as predicted by my partner here. Yes. Unfortunately, the people... Um, We'll hear that podcast after this one, probably. That's okay. Now they know. (laughs) But now you know, yes, I, Mike, predicted the fire to finish third place this year for some reason. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe you're just hopeful. Maybe I've had a change of heart. You gotta be hopeful at the start, and then after week two, we can start, like, screaming about... Jumping off the bandwagon, baby. Exactly. Hey, you have any shout-outs before we enter this podcast? Yeah, I do have one I want to talk about. You know, in in, uh, not like the Chicago Fire front office, I like to have transparency about the staffing of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, And and right now we've got a certain Will Pulowski, Big Paul Pulowski, on the day-to-day. Day-to-day status. He's not on the DL. We'll never put him on the DL. But day- he's day-to-day. Mm. We were out in Breckenridge uh, skiing on, on a big old mountain. Wow. And we went into the belly of the beast up on Peak 6. And uh, w- Will didn't make it down. He, well, he made it down, but not, <laughs> not on his own ability. Not on his own accord. Not on his own accord. He, he took a little spill and bro- broke his scapula, which turns out is a pretty hard bone to break. So... He was also it, a bone in which you can do nothing about because yeah. it's on your back you, shoulder. You kind of just let it hurt you for a couple of weeks. So this this one's for Paw. Pour one out, everybody. Pour one out for Big Paw. He he's gonna make it. He's gonna be all right. He's gonna make an appearance on a future pod, but he, he is day to day. So hopefully in the next month we can get him on a pod. We'll just have to kind of see how this this injury status goes. Yeah, we got to get him when he's in good spirits. Right now he's a little. He's a little down in the dumps, so pour one out for Paw, have an IPA for Paw. Paul would want you to have a double IPA, everybody, so all our avid listeners, find that dip-up in your fridge and get after it. That's right. Anyway. Wow. That was sad. Sad. But we are going to talk about 2019 MLS Fire. Which isn't hopefully sad. Which could be optimistic now. We are recording this uh, right as the Gaetan news is... Not done, not officially signed, but seems to be pointing in the direction of a deal being done in the next couple days. Maybe it's done right now, and I just haven't looked um, yeah. for a couple hours. But Good things, good things. Good things. So, yeah, uh, this is your uh, 2019 officially unofficial uh, fire pot. Can't wait to get into it. John has lots of takes for you guys. So, uh, Carbon Tigers, then we got... Some podcast talk. Whew. All right. Wow. Is this it? This is it. Uh, this is it. Wow. We've waited all of what four months off season goes by so fast i know we talked about it in our pod a few weeks ago the mls off season is like nothing thank god i'm ready man i'm ready (laughs) what else am i gonna do with my weekends we got no i i need hope in my life and and chicago fire and the mls have brought hope into my life again yeah i'm excited to like watch the fire i'm also excited to watch all the other teams and like to see who the how the stars are performing you know, it's all about stars. Stars. Star power. Goals. Up and comers. Young. Blunders. Mm. Controversy. Hopefully no blunders this year for the fire. Not for the fire. Zero blunders. It's a stat. For teams that were playing, go for it. You want to know who would be great to have a lot of blunders this year? Atlanta United. <laughs> yes. How many times will you rant about Atlanta United this season? Last on on air. Last season, my rants were mostly directed at SKC. This year, all of my rants, I'm saving all of my energy to just tear Atlanta apart. Is it just because they won MLS Cup? It's it's the cup. It's the entitlement of the fans. Like if there's bad news on MLS Reddit for any club, like the first five comments are like some Atlanta fans, are like, man, I'm really glad that's not us. 
Give it some time, you clowns. It's funny because they didn't pay. They didn't even know MLS existed until two years ago. Probably not. But anyway, I mean, they can do whatever. I don't. Whatever. I don't like them either. No, I mean, yeah, we. I don't, we don't have to like cater to these. Like, we don't have any avid listeners. Oh, are they elitists? Yeah, they're MLS elitists. Are they elitists now? I don't like them one bit. Yeah, I can't believe they stole Carlos Bocanegra. How do we not get they that guy? They don't deserve him. All all the fire former fire legends are just winning shit with other teams. It's sad, but it's 100% true. It we is, don't true. we don't have a good uh, track record of keeping our our legends within the organization. No. No. Zero. Man, Eric Garrick's still around. <laughs> but he played like at the tail end of his career and was not like that great. Right. He tried it's it. not like he was a through-and-through through fire guy. No, nah, I mean, he wore the badge with honor and pride, which is great. Good point. But, but Good point. Yeah. Touche. Anyways. Yeah, start us off. Like, where are we starting? Um, we're going to... So, guys, we're going to talk about fire roster, um, just the entirety of the roster, how we think uh, if our signings go according to plan, how it will line up, how we would line the team up. Uh, we'll talk about, like, off-the-field news. Yep. We'll talk about... The Galaxy some, game tomorrow. Yeah, Galaxy game, predictions, uh, just some random fire predictions, and I think that'll about do it. Yeah. It doesn't sound like much, but we can make it last it's a, a couple it's hours. It's a lot. Every time we record one of these, we're like, holy shit, it's been an hour. Yeah. And it feels like nothing. I mean, that's the, the nature of no editing on the podcast. Unfiltered. Cool. What you will find here... On the Bridgeview Fire Pod is very much an unfiltered project. You know, uh, spin zone, authentic. Yeah. Very authentic. Very podcast. authentic. There's not a lot of editing done here. Nope. So, what do you want to start with, JMOS5? I want to start with a shout out to our sponsors. Which um, <laughs> is who? Bro- Brooklyn Lager, uh, Oktoberfest something. This is the. Okay. This is number three, so the takes are going to be spicy tonight. And I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, too. It's more entertaining that way for me. Uh, yeah. I, they they may not have this in your contract, but I, I get paid by the beer. I get paid $0. You get paid $0? Yeah. That's weird. This partnership's not working. I, I make like $200 per beer consumed on the podcast. Well, this is not working. Well, find some sponsorships. Why are you sharing the revenue here? Uh, they say, I don't know. It's my microphone and my computer. I'm just saying, like, I invested a lot in this podcast, and I think I'm being rewarded. I need to get Joe Field and Will Big Popolowski over here to teach me about stocks. Yeah. Because I need to buy into the Bridgeview Fire Pod right now. (laughs) That'll get you compensated. I need some compensation. All right. Let's start with uh, some off-the-field news. Big off-the-field news. The that, one we've all been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, this is not, like, new-new, because we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. But uh, Section 8 came to an agreement with Friar Front Office. So Section 8 will essentially resume um, all match-going festivities. Yeah, Match-day festivities, having people in the stands, yep, yep. tailgate, all Organized that. Organized support. Right, because they had not been doing that at the, end, the tail end of last season. Rightfully they had been so. boycotting um, due to... The fire front office uh, eliminating sector Latino, basically. Yeah, pretty questionable stuff. So, any covered. any thoughts on it? I mean, do you have? I'm. Do you want to jump in? Do you have any? I mean, uh, yeah. It's big news for fire. It's huge news. It's we've got a, a second supporter section again, which is part of the agreement, but it, it it's not called sector Latino. I don't think it can be or will be, but I do think that those that previously cheered from sector Latino will be able to go there and cheer able to buy along in. with others. It's going to be, like I guess, a less uh, specific uh, supporter section, but it will be at the other end of the Chicago Fire Stadium. So there's going to be chants coming from both side, both goals in the stadium, yeah. which I think will be cool. What was that called? It was, at one point, the, the Valspar pit? Fire Pit. The Fire Pit. And then before that, it was like the Miller Lite Party Deck. Party Deck, yeah. I remember getting some it's, Party Deck it's tickets. It's the stage, basically. Yeah. It's where when they have concerts, that's the stage back there. Uh, Basically the opposite end of Section 8, if you're listening. Just picture the opposite goal 
of the Harlem end. I think it'll be. I think it'll be. It'll be interesting. I buy tickets too. Throughout, like one, I would like to check it out. I have sat over there. It's very close to the field. Yeah, you get some good views. It's like right on the field. So I, from what it sounds like, all tickets for that section also have to be bought through Section Eight. That's right. Um, so Section Eight kind of is running both ends now. Yep. Um, and from what it sounds like, Sector Latino just. The name, the insignia, whatever can't be used. Right. Which was, I guess you would have to say, a fire front office win. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent win for the supporters. I think Sector Latino still deserves to have their voices heard and to be the brand that they've been for the last fifteen years, if not more. I don't, I don't know the history, but it. Ever since I've been a fan, Sector Latino has been a part of this long club. time, and so it, it's. I, like I'm excited that we've resolved some of the differences, but it is a little bit bittersweet that that sector Latino no longer is that official section over in the corner, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the hell out of them. Yeah. But I expect to hear some of those chants coming out of the the uh, opposite goal this this season. It'll be good to get everyone back inside. I think it you know, it's a compromise. It it doesn't seem like the supporters uh, won the compromise, but. We had to get everyone back in there. Yep. So Especially props to the board. Uh, Section 8 board. Yeah, they were working so hard. Yeah. In, in like a challenging situation. You, they were never going to win outright right. and just get what they wanted. Right. So props. If any of you are listening, uh, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. From both it. of us because we will be in attendance more so this season, than I think, than, than anticipated, and certainly more than the end of last season when we weren't going. Yeah, it's so. just hard to be there at the end of the last season, you know? Right. It was depressing. Yeah. Not just for on-field yeah. stuff, but... It was, on-field was bad, and off-field was even worse, and you just felt like, what am, you know, what am I doing here? So it's it's, it's going to be really cool, at least at the st- start of the season, to go in there with and real get, excitement yeah. and that same type of energy that we used to yeah. go to fire games. And, and just see all the people. You know, hell yeah! The people that we aren't great friends with, but you like familiar faces. You yeah. know, you just see a guy and be like, "Hey, hey, that's the guy." Sweet, that's I saw here. you last home game. Yeah, what's up? I've been seeing you for the last five years. Yeah, how's it going? That kind of thing. It'll be nice. Um, so yeah, skip us ahead to general fire news. The big um, news. The, go, just go straight for the big news um, that we got in the last day or two. Big news is that the Chicago Fire are expected with almost certainty to sign a, a man named Nicholas Gaitan from, uh, was that Sporting Laguna? Or, or Santos Laguna, sorry. Who the hell is he coming from? No, Gaitan's coming from China. Oh, that's right. Chinese Super League. I th- he was in Portugal. He was at, um, his longest stint was at Benfica, Benfica for many which years. Which is how like I remember Four or five him. years. The reason this is exciting for those who don't know Nicholas Gaitan is that Three years ago, I think was his last year in Benfica, and even prior to that, I mean, he was an incredibly highly rated attacking midfielder. He's Absolutely. from Argentina, Argentina International. I don't think he gets many minutes these days with him, but I mean, this, he was rated to be, I'm injecting meaning into something that may not have it, but he was like an 85 mid, uh, rated player in FIFA like three to four years ago. Yes. I mean, this guy has potential, incredible amounts of skill. And there's a very good chance that he comes to MLS and tears it up. That's what the excitement is over, right? We, I like, all right. So there's a skeptic side of me that's saying I can play that side if you want. Play it just Uh, uh, for this general podcast conversation. It it needs to be said. So Um, get the skeptic side. So, like you said, I think the high point has to be that during his stint at Benfica for two, three years in a row, it was basically like which European. Super club is going to sign him from Benfica because right. he was sought after. Um, he goes to Atletico Madrid, stays for 18th month, 18 months, and does absolutely nothing. So he did not take the jump well. Nope. He did not do well. Uh, and then moved to China, which... For money. For money, money. For a big paycheck. Um, the, the skeptic side um, is that in... At, in his club in China, he got phased out. Yeah, uh, he was not first or even second choice in terms of attacking mids. Uh, I forget who. I looked it up, but they phased him out. They signed it. They signed two more expensive players than he right. than him because that guy wasn't playing well enough. Really. So Nico wasn't. right. So there's a little bit of a 
there's this weird wall slash uh, gap in his career here over the last yeah. two years, basically, that doesn't look very good. I will say that I think certain players get jaded by the experience of playing in China. The same thing happens in MLS, but I, I get I think it can be hit or it, miss. It's not his his lack of productivity in China. I don't think necessarily speaks to like him just forgetting how to play soccer. Like I think he's going to come yeah. and still be a very dynamic, exciting player to watch. His pedigree is unbelievable. Yes, um, I'm on. I'm with you on this. It's more exciting than it is anything else. Um, but there's always that chance that, yeah, this is just a bust. Yeah, of course, of course there's a chance. With any signing, though, I, I think we have to give the fire and Nelson Rodriguez credit NR, here. But a lot of credit right credit. here on this podcast. Wow. Because this was stealth. We didn't hear anything about this from any source. I mean, this just happened. It came, it came out of nowhere. I mean, um, he had been hinting at center back signings when this got announced, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we're getting guys. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Yes. We'll get to center back, but yeah, this came kind of came out of nowhere. It's a position that we had been saying we need a player to play in. Yep. Uh, that was kind of before Georgie Mihailovic started tearing it up for USMNT, but that's another whole... I mean, that's we, a good conundrum to have. Do we talk about... Now, do we talk about the implications of the guy Tan signing? No, let's wait. Next? So we should talk about when we discuss the starting. Yeah, just, just any other thoughts on guy Tan just as... Assigning an accomplishment, what it means for the fire. I mean, it, it, it came out of nowhere. I think we're. I, I don't know what the. Do we have details on the, the structure of the deal? No, yet? it's I not done. It's not done yet. So I'd be interested to know how much we paid, if anything, from, from China. And I'd be interested to know how much he's making. We don't know if he's going to be DP status. Like, it'll be. The, the context with which we grade his performance is going to depend on what, what was the structure up. of the deal is. And we don't know those. I think all yet. we all I've read was that it should be for Tam. It's not going to be a DP okay. signing. It would and that, be, that already is tremendous. I agree. Because he could be DP caliber. It could be one of those right. things where we sign him this year for a non DP contract. He tears it up. It has to be and DP. wants to be DP. I think that's what Zlatan was last year. Yeah, for LA. and in that case, the MLS will just bend the rules anyway, and we'll <laughs> we'll get to keep them like yeah, what's happening for Galaxy. A whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think just in general, um, you guys will listen to our Eastern Conference preview after this podcast, uh, but. I guess, it, for me, it took the fire from, hey, we're borderline... Um, playoffs. Borderline playoffs, probably in that third tier of teams. Yeah. To the tier of teams where, if things click, we might be pushing on the top teams, if that makes sense. No, I, I, I 100% agree. I think there's tiers. There's, like, I have Atlanta and Red Bulls kind of in tier one. Yep. And then tier two is probably... NYC. NYC... Uh, DC Philadelphia ish. Yep. I didn't have the fire. I had the fire in the third tier. And I think Columbus, this yeah. that signing probably pushes them into tier two, just I, by potential. Yeah. No, I, I certainly hope so. I agree. I, it definitely changes the way you look at the fire going into the season. Yeah, it adds depth too, obviously, because you're just bumping right other and guys. If, if he doesn't bust, what we go back to the front six that we are already very excited for. Right. You know, we we have. We'll get into it, but we have Mihailovic, Frankowski, Katai. Like we have depth in the positions that Gaitan hopefully takes over. But if not, we you know we've got talent. Yeah, I think so. Signing off on Gaitan, he's a lefty. You'd appreciate. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate. That. Major, you know, majority lefty, um, and just his experience. He has over forty champion UEFA Champions League caps. Over forty games. That's. That's big time experience. Agreed. To be to play that many champions, I mean, UEFA got, Champions League games. He's game. got the second highest pedigree on the team at this point. Yeah. No one else. No one I mean, else on our team is. You know, Nico hasn't played nearly that many. I think he's got Nico a has handful a couple, of. Yeah. Bastian no has. obviously has a lot, yeah. but yeah, this guy's over forty Champions League cap. You know, appearances. So. Yep. That's a big time. We'll be excited until he fails. Absolutely. Um, so the rumored, you were mentioning center backs, they're rumored to be after Joachim Nilsson uh, from Elfsberg. 
which is a Swedish club. He's apparently a 25-year-old center back. Yeah. I don't know really anything about him. The other Chicago than, Fire have had a, a pretty strong scouting network through Sweden in the last couple of years. Seems so. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he comes over and has success. Didn't if, the Com come from the Swedish league? Yes, he did. There's we a must have a guy too. over there. Yeah, we definitely have in some Sweden. type of network in, in Sweden. And I, all their MLS clubs have, have poached from Sweden as well in recent years, too. So I, I think the MLS is yeah. certainly league-wide has some type of network with the Swedish league. What, what's interesting about Nilsson is whether or not we are signing him to compete with uh, Cap and Marcelo or as depth or you know what the expectation here, uh, for him is. I don't think we have enough details. To I think... Uh... Regardless, we need another center back. Yeah, we need a depth at the very least. Right. Yeah. And if he happens to push for a starting spot, that's amazing. Then that's only a good thing. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think we need a center back regardless. If he's not yeah. the guy that ends up being signed, I think they have to find a center back. Because Lillard sign. was the only other center back on the roster. Right, it's Lillard, Marcelo, and Cap, Cap and Schweinsteiger. And, yeah. and we'll get into where we think guys are going to play, but yeah. I think we need a center back. No, I think it would be a good signing if we could put it together. I wonder if the Gaitan signing's kind of like interrupted the process there and if it'll happen or not. Or, yeah, but. and MLS, we still got that huge summer window. Yep. I'm, I'm hopeful it'll happen. I think we need a center back no matter what. All right. This is the fun part. Um, the opening day roster is going to be different from what we do right now. Um Assuming we sign Gaitan, mm-hmm. what is your ideal starting fire XI? Wow. So ideal as in like if we're, we get, hit, we're hitting our stride halfway through everyone's the season. Healthy, everyone's healthy. And we have Gaitan. Okay. Ostead and Keeper, I think he ha- I think that's the signing where we said this is going to be our starting keeper. Just experience, yeah. He's got experience. I think... The way it's set up and the amount of midfielders that we have, I think we're going to play a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. I've gone with a 3-5-2. So I've got Cap, Basti, and Marcelo at the three in the back. Okay. In the midfield, I've got Frankowski and Katai on the wings. And then I've got Georgie and Dax playing kind of the, the throttle midfielders. Dax more of a six, Georgie more of an eight midfield. And then Gaitan as a ten uh, in the attacking midfield position. And then I think Sapong is going to earn his way into the starting roster. And Sapong and Nikolic are going to form a little partnership up there and score some goals. That's my ideal 2018, 19. 19. 19, whatever the hell year it is. That's such a strong and attacking. It is fire starting yeah, eleven. Yeah. So when you when you look, at I'd that, be worried about Katai getting burned on the wing. You wor- worry about all the defense on the wing because Frankowski and Katai both have. No Frankowski defense. has a little experience playing a little further back. Okay. Katai, I don't think he. I don't know how much he's going to want to track back. And like, is jo- Georgie like Dax? We know can cover defensively, but is that enough to account for Katai's lack of defense? Yeah, you and then the strike. Like I would wonder if Sapog and Nigo would have any sort of chemistry. I, th- but I think so. I think there's gonna be a lot of games when Sapog and Nico are on the field at the same time, I th- especially I if we need goals. See that. Yeah. Um, but Sapong had a bad year, didn't he last year? He did. He We're did. taking a little flyer at him. Philly in general had a pretty bad year, I thought. They made the playoffs. They had a bad year. Attack. They did not. They didn't score. They're not flashy. They don't score. They didn't score a lot. I mean, Sapong, prior to last year, had had ten plus goals. I think for the couple. Of I expect years him to score some goals. He is a very intimidating figure up top, even as a, a substitution. I, what I hope is that he ends up. Let's just say I'm team. happier with him uh, as our second striking option than some of our last few guys. Yes, very much. So. Like that's an improvement. That's an upgrade. And we talked about in the last pod. Pod like. Whether we think this team is better, yeah. I think now we have probably have to say it's better. At, unequivocally, on it paper, better. it's better than last year's team. Yep, because the last time we re- recorded a pod, we didn't have Gaitan and we didn't have Sapong. Right. 
And adding those two kind of just moves everyone else down as depth. Yeah, I mean, we brought it up. There's literally no backup for Nikolic. Now there is. Now there is. We have been wanting another attacking creative player. Now we have one. I think the only thing we're missing is center back depth, and hopefully that rumor about Nielsen uh, comes true. Yep. So my ideal 11, if everything goes through with Gaetan, is similar to yours. It's the 3-4-3. Okay. The Antonio Conte 3-4-3. I have Cap, Bastian, Marcelo also uh, as the three defenders. Frankowski on one wing, uh, and I guess it's going to be have to, have to be Corrales as the left wing. Yeah. I don't think it can be Katai, so that's what where we Diego differ. Diego Campos? It could be Campos. It could be Corrales. There's pretty heavy It could be Hassler. At that position. could be Hassler. could be any three of so those players. These, these, you say wingers, you mean more kind of wing back. Wing back. Yeah. And by putting Frankowski at the right wing back, I think he'd be given license to do some decent attacking. Yeah. Um, and then I have Georgie Dax as the center mids, and I have Gaetan, Nikolic, Katai. I do like how you fit Frankowski, Gaetan, Nikolic, and Katai all in that roster. It's probably hopeful, but I could see it happening. I, if I, everything goes according to plan, I could see that being the 11. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying, like, well, now it's going to be Bastian, Dax, and Gaetan as our three mids. I disagree. I think Bastian's Everyone is saying that. Back. And I think Bastian's going to play games at center back. This dog is not happy with what you're saying. But no. This dog in the hallway is does not, want not feeling it. Center back. Whereas Kiki is just chilling over here eating a bone. She's right. loving it. Well, she knows that Bastian's playing center back. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because just this isn't uh, – this is just me – Zooming through Twitter and stuff, yeah. but everyone's like, "Wow, our midfield three of Bastian, Dax, yeah. and Gaetan—it's gonna be amazing. We'll get Georgie minutes. He'll be a sub." I feel resigned. I, I, I think everyone has. That been... sounds good, right? Like, yeah, of course it does. Those three as a midfield three—it sounds amazing. But I think we're missing the point here. And I think when you add up all the guys that we've brought in, and you just look at like our best. 12 to 13 players, I think it points to Bastion playing center back the majority of games and then moving forward if we need goals. Yeah. I think what points to Bastion playing center back is that we didn't have this midfield depth in previous years and he still played majority minutes at center back. I think that he personally wants to At this point in his career, he wants to play there. His legs don't have the the mileage to to play midfield anymore. And he gets on the ball a lot. He can just dictate the pace of the game from from way back there. It's not ideal. He's very vulnerable defensively. We've seen it. People run all over him. Hopefully, Cap and Marcelo can give enough cover this year. I think that's why you go three at the back. And that's yeah, agreed. Because you put Cap and Marcelo just right, right next to him. Yes. To clean up his mess if he gets into one. So I feel a little more comfortable about Basti at center mid. One, because of the cover that we hopefully have in Cap and Marcel, and two, because the actual center mids are better than Mo Adams and Brant Bronico that we were starting last year. Yeah, and you still have, like, you can drop Guy Tan into the center mid. You yep. can put Mo Adams in there. You could put Bronico in there for a game. Yep, those are good depth. Yeah, 100% agreed. I I think overall the positions around Basti are better now, so you can play him where he's most willing to play. Yeah, and I, I just think at this point in his career he's probably going to be playing center back, stopper sort of role. I agree. Wow, we agree there. I think people are still going to be holding out for him to play center mid. I'd be stoked if he had that confidence and the ability to do well, so. I think he's got the confidence. I don't think that's it. So if he plays center mid, though, we're, we're switching to a four-man back line. Then. Yes. So then you're looking at Cat Marcelo. Uh, your right back is probably Hassler Campos. Hassler and Corrales. And that's why I don't want to play a four-man back line. Our outside back right? exactly. positions are, are the, the least talented. To me, it's more appealing to play a Frankowski or a Corrales in or a, as a, a wing back. back. I 100% agree. Or a Campos because they have some room to get forward Yep. with cover behind them. And if you put Bastian in the center mid, Georgie's not starting, man. I and I don't like that. Correct. I think I think Georgie should be starting. I 100% agree. I do not want the guy Tan signing to take away minutes from, from Georgie. Yeah. I really don't. I think the people oppose, you know, opposed to that would say, well, he's, he'll, you know, there's a lot of games. He'll yeah, get plenty he'll of minutes. He'll sub in. But, like, it doesn't develop he looks like he a real to. prospect. Yep. He should be starting. And if, if we're so lucky 
in a year or two, someone's going to be like, hey, we'll give you $12 million for the guy. Yep. Should we be so lucky? Yeah, ter- what if he turns into like a Tyler Adams ca- caliber player? He could. Yeah, he could. And then... And then we get a big transfer fee. Yep. He should be playing. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I 100% agree. I think he's ready. And he's got such good talent around him. I think they're going to make him better. Yeah. I think he's going to shine this year if you give him the minutes. Um, you kind of just want to round out, like, the guys we haven't yeah. hit on. Just who's let's on the roster. Talk, talk about the roster. Just through it. Let's go so through and through. Goalkeeper, Usted, Sanchez, Cleveland. Okay, so the only change there is David Usted. Yeah. I mean, and Sanchez might be the starter if he plays well. I don't know. Yeah, there's it's, good competition there. They... I think we're both leaning towards David getting the nod, but... Yeah. If Usted's a bust, though, I think we're, again, in trouble at the GK position. Right. Well, it looks... It's still a question but mark it, there. It's it a seems like a slight upgrade, at least experience-wise. Yeah. Agreed. So, defensively, it's kind of a mess. It, Hassler... Edwards, Kapelhoff, Marcelo, Lillard is depth, Corrales, um, and Andre Reynolds, the oh, second, yeah. was signed. He's not going to get many minutes, but it could it, you know, it'd be cool to he see might. him step up. We, I do want to know, Ed, uh, Raheem Edwards did get loaned. Loaned. So. Along with, break into that news, Collier too, right? Yeah, so Collier and Edwards got loaned out. It doesn't necessarily To free up uh, international spot, right? That's correct. Or something like that? That's correct. Because we signed these new guys, so we need an international spot. Yeah. That's one thing where, like, I could see Edwards being back with us in Halfway a couple months. Season, once yeah. they figure out how to grab that international spot back. Yeah, I agree. Because Edwards, Edwards whether we lo- we don't like him, you know, whether you like him or not, he probably belongs on an MLS team. I, I despise him defensively, and I don't like that we're trying to play him at right wing back. But honestly, he would be fantastic depth for the club. Right? Would he be in your eighteen? Yes. You know, as on the bench, without a doubt, he'd make the bench. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. Um, in midfield. We list Basti as a midfielder, but I think we both agree he's probably going to play more center back. But, um Then we got Dax, Mihailovic, Bronico, Mo Adams, Jeremiah. You Gujar. got that? Gujar? I still don't know you how to pronounce slur it. the whole thing. So Gujar. Yeah, another homegrown. We'll figure it out once uh, uh, our boy. But good center mid-depth. And then if you want to throw, you could throw um, – Gaetan in, the, in the, the midfield if he signs, which we're hopeful about. I threw him in the attack uh, AM wing section. Yeah, that's fine. I, what I do like about that signing is that I think he could do a job in center mid, like as an actual center mid like if a, we needed him like to. Like an eight? Yeah. Not like an actual six. But no, yeah. but like an actual He box, could play box to box. If we need, I don't think it's his ideal role, Yeah. but in a pinch. I think his ideal role is uh, attacking mid or winger. Agreed. Yeah. Um, then attackers, Katai, Frankowski, Campos, uh, Air Bears, Christian Martinez, and Armando Moreno. I think, I, isn't it Armando? I think it's just Armando. Yeah. And he's the guy we got from New York Red Bull for uh, yeah. one of the draft He was the Red Bull did. second team. I don't expect Armando Moreno or yeah. Christian Martinez to get much playtime. That's some pretty crazy depth at that position, though. Like, Almost too much. Yeah, where do you put some of those? Well, guys? I think what we were saying that these are other reasons why it points to wingbacks. Right, a lot of those you guys can, can shift into that position. There's a weird thing like these wingers can play wingback. Right. So you could Frankowski and Campos could easily play wingbacks. I think I mean, Campos did for yes. many times last year. Yes, I. And was decent agree. at it. So I don't. That wouldn't be a big surprise. Uh, striker, I think we're just looking at Nikolic and CJ Sapong. Yeah, no, no question. Those are your number there. nine. Whether or not they play together is the real question. But like, I think they will sometimes and they won't sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Certainly, if we're needing a goal in the 60th minute, Sapong is not the worst guy to bring on. I agree. I, I think he is so intimidating to play against. So that's a nice, uh, nice little pickup on the side. You want anything else on the general overhaul of the roster, the big big picture? Uh, just high level. It is definitely an improvement over last year. I didn't expect it, honestly. I, I, th- I think I will, in, in a rare uh, occurrence, I will praise uh, Nelson Rodriguez for injecting a little bit of hope. I, and it's, this is 
start of the season. I will be tearing <laughs> Nelson's head off if we're 0-3 to start the season. To be fair, though, we praised him two years ago when he signed Dax, Nikolic, and Schweinsteiger. Right. Like, last won. year is inexplicable to me. I will never, ever be able to explain it. I could explain it. He signed all those guys. We were good. And then he just they all sat on their asses and were like, well, we'll rock the same team. And we'll, we should make the playoffs again, right? Yeah. I'll never They basically went that. one year of making three big signings. Making the playoffs, being really good, to year two getting complacent, doing absolutely nothing, while the other teams around you get better, and then realizing that okay, we have to go out and sign people now. So now you're bringing in Gaetan, right. Frankowski, and these kind of players to supplement the team you I, already built. I think in the back of our minds, we still have to have the idea that th- this doesn't answer all our questions going forward. This is a this-year solution once again. I, I think 100%. If, if we fail this year, if Gaitan doesn't pan out, if Frankowski doesn't score, if Dax, if Dax regresses, or regresses, Bastion's hurt, like anything could happen to this roster to where the season's, are, like, the season's over, and you could blame it on injuries or you could blame it on a lack of form, but at the end of the day, we're completely back to square one. Like We could be back to square one after the season. There's no point in this roster to be like, well, if... If someone doesn't develop this year, well, there's always next year. Or like, the, I still have no faith that after this year we're gonna still be competitive. I have hope this year. That's it. I see period. what you're saying, and I agree. I think we talked about this over all of last year. There being no big picture plan. Right. These are still this window small picture signings. Yep. Gaetan. God, I hope he comes. Yep. But it's a very small window signing. Yeah. It's a win now. Let's try and make the playoffs again and get lucky kind of signing. Yep. And take um, Basti out of this roster. Like, because next year he might not be here or the year after. Right. In many ways, we're lucky he's here this year. Yeah. Um, Dax, not getting younger. Nikolic had a huge setback last year. Yeah. Was what not nearly as good. or something like that. Still good, but not. Right, yeah. Nowhere near Golden Boot that he won the year before. Um, so, yeah, there's still a lot of questions, but obviously we're excited because uh, it looks better than last yeah, it's year. It's okay. Like, I, we all kind of knew even, like, before last year that, like, we had a window. We had a tight little window here. Yes, we talked about maybe it was two to three years. Right, and this is year two. So Year three, really. Bastion. Was he two years ago? Yeah. Wow. They had the playoff year. Right, yep, they yep. had the playoff year, and then last year they right. missed the playoffs. This, this is year this three. This really is the in the end of that window. I think I agree. Pretty much, because it's hard to look past this year and continue to think that that core is going to be as good as they were two years ago. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. So it's still. That's why you got to get excited about this year, because this this could be. The year before another couple of years of being home. Another three-year process. You know, as, as Fire fans, we have to mentally prepare for that. Yep. All right. Let's, get into Let's go on to our questions, predictions. predictions. baby. Who's the Fire's top scorer going to be this year? Nemanja Nikolic is the obvious okay. choice. I mean, do you have anyone else? He beat Katai by only a couple goals last year, right? It could be Katai. We don't know about Frankowski. You're know. right, though. I, I don't know how many kids I ended with. Yeah, I think it was pretty close. I'll agree with you for the sake of the fire being good. If Nico scores 12 goals again, we're not going to be good. I kind of agree with you. Right? I, I think he needs to put up 15 to 20. Unless Sapong all of a sudden is going to score 20 goals. And it'd be fine if Nico scored like 12 and then Katai, Frankowski... Guy scored like eight yeah. or not. You know, like they put up some pretty good numbers. If it's a score by committee, which it could be. I, but I still think, even if that's the case, I think at the end of the day, Nico's the top I scorer. I feel like he's going to have to be pushing 20 goals would, for us to be good. I would love it. Love it. We've seen him do it, man. He's certainly capable. So we'll agree there. I think it's got to be Nico. Um, I know we agree at your next question. but Next question we kind of already... Uh, answered, but will Bastian Schweinsteiger play more games at center back or center mid this year? Definitely center back. Center back. That's where he wants to be. We, we talked about it. We talked. Done. Next one. All Who's right. going to be the newcomer of the year? This is a good one. This is a great question. There's a lot of them. Who, the who, options would basically be Frankowski, Marcelo, Gaetan, I guess the Swedish center back if we get one. And one more. My boy Sapan. Is it going to be Sapan? 
he's kind of my pick. What? What does he have to like? What is newcomer of the I year? Like, what to, does he have to do to I win want him that? I to score ten goals this year. If he scores ten goals, we're gonna be really good. Yeah. Because that would mean. Well, I shouldn't say that. That could mean that Nikolic is being quite yeah. terrible. If Nico scores eight Three and, goals. and Sapong scores ten, then we're in trouble. But I, I If it's ten good goals, like needed yeah. goals. If, if he comes off the bench and scores five and then starts a couple games and scores, you know, every other game that he's in, in support of everyone else, I will call that one of the best signings of the year. Like, And that's just to say I'm not convinced that Frankowski or Gaetan are going to have high production. I don't know that <sighs> Let's yet. just hope like he's better than Alan Gordon, CJ Spong. <laughs> he definitely will. Well, I, I shouldn't say definitely. We want him to be. Gordo wasn't horrible. He was not horrible, but... But he was never going to do anything like... I think we both have a little faith in Sapong being a sneaky, good signing. I certainly would prefer to have him as my forward depth than Alan Gordon. If he scored one or two, you know, two game winners and gave us six points, that could be big. That's all it really takes. I want him to be newcomer of the year, but I uh, I agree. The main three are Frankowski, Marcelo, Gaetan. I'm going to say Frankowski. I think he he might just be consistent and just good. And just be a starter every week. That would be awesome. Lock down that position. Whatever position he plays, just lock it down. It's more valuable than it sounds. Yeah. Just lock down a spot. Uh, next question. Who's the breakout player for 2019? Fire. Uh, you can pick a player on any level. But they just need breakout, to be... he needs to take the next step. Right. So... Like, I don't think Basti could be in this discussion because there literally there's is no... There's no level. Back, there's no next step for Basti. Nico can't be in this either. I don't think so. He's already, he's won, already golden won golden boot. boot. I would say... I would love for Georgie to make the step from promising young player last year to starting attacking midfielder this like year. Like MLS known that attacking is, mid is I, what you would say? Yeah. That is ideal breakout player. Now, some might argue he already broke out because he got minutes in the January camp. I just I, it, From an MLS perspective, I don't think he's broke out yet. He hasn't no. had that many minutes. He was, he was on the verge of it before he got hurt, it right. felt like. I agree. I agree. I want him to take that leap now. Do you got anyone? Uh, since you picked that one, I'll just take a flyer on Katai. I agree. He, and he say Katai be goes from above average MLS winger to elite MLS attacker. I think that I think that jump is available. If he plays all season. Yep. You know, he could score a bunch of goals and assist a bunch of goals. Yep. So that's that's be uh That'd be I love the Georgie pick. The other two dark horses I have are Diego Campos locking down like a wing back position. That'd be awesome. Or Mo Adams in a very bad scenario, but maybe good is like someone we lose like Dax or we lose Georgie and, and Mo really Adams good. comes in and just like keeps the ship like we're doing good and then there's a bad injury and mo adams comes in and like locks down a starting spot that'd be awesome that would be fantastic the compost one i could kind of see yeah i think he could might be an opportunity for him um so the opposite of that who's the mo- we don't want anyone to decline yeah but it's, who, a, it's a shitty question that you've put but it has to, be, has to be has to be has to be this talked is the, about the unofficially unofficial yeah for every player that makes a jump, there's a player that takes a step back. Yep. Who do you think is most likely to regress? Here, first, I'm going to give you the player that I want to regress the most. I don't want anyone to regress, but okay. All right. I want Richard Sanchez to take a huge step backwards. Okay. And why? Because that would be the most inconsequential step backwards because he's already not that great. Okay. Okay, glad we got that. What about the goat mustache? <laughs> I do like goat mustache. All right, I'll change to Stephen Cleveland then. He can take a step backwards. Um, yeah, I was asking you, I was basically asking if there's a more realistic player that you think kind of showed flashes that is just not going to be that great. So so if I picked uh, Andre Reynolds II as a big regression. The only two that come to my mind realistically. Are you moving on right now? Uh, are our bat, like our depth midfielders like Bronico or Mo Adams? Yeah, because they were both pretty good last year, and you know on a team that wasn't that good. Yeah, I could see both one of them being like, like them, "Hey, we're not in their that substitution good. appearances. Yeah. They just don't do much. It's like we're not. They're yeah. falling to the radar." I had a, a little bit more worst case scenarios. Um, I had Cap, Basti, or Dax. Any three of those guys taking. 
a regression is really going to be bad for this team. Here's what I'll say about... I'm not worried about Dak so much. I think he'll be reliable. About Basti, he has weaknesses at center back. Absolutely, we've seen it. And sorry, people, like, he's a god, we know. Yeah. But, like, if you watched the games closely last year, he gets burned. He gets burned a lot. In defense, pretty often. He offers so much in attack, but I don't think he's that stable of a center back. No. And if if he can't play center midfielder, if he doesn't have the legs for it, and he's still showing weaknesses at the center back, and we sign Nilsson, like, I'm not going to argue a... if we start cap uh, Marcelo and Nilsson at center back. I just won't. No, whatsoever is best for the team is best for the team. The center mid. Like, I... This is absolutely worst-case scenario. I want Bassey to lock down center back and just ping balls to the sideline to Frankowski and Katai, but that, I don't know if it's a guarantee. you got to go there. This is, an, as you said, the officially unofficial podcast of the Ridgeview Fire, yeah. and you have to consider the possibility that an old man could take a step back on the field. Yeah, and it would say nothing against him. He Nothing is against his character or his legacy he at all. He came here he's and an was amazing, amazing for us. He was amazing for every club he's ever been on, and I love him to death. But That's why I think you just go but if you're asking five me at if the someone's back. someone's going to decline. You just surround him with yeah. people that are going to cover his ass. Yep. Get some speedy wingers there so he doesn't have to chase those corner balls. Yep. That yeah, we don't want to see that, but no, I could I could see that. I want him to win center back of the year. I mean, <laughs> that's not great. happening. No, that's not. But right, he'll let, be a great. Let's passer. move back from this dark place. All right, what's well, the fire's strongest? Damn, this is still dark. No, it's not. It's kind of dark. Oh, uh, we could skip it if you want. No. I what's the fire's uh, biggest weak spot? Just roster wise, roster build. Any... I think I changed my mind from what I put. Really? Yeah. LB and RB is not your weak spot. No. Goal. Is that because you assume we're going to play three in the back? Kind of, yeah. All right, we'll go then. Goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. Because none of the three make me that secure. Yeah. Like, O says, like, um, hey, maybe he will lock it down. He's finally. just an Emma's bet. He's an, he's an improvement over last year, but hardly. Yeah, it's not like I'm super – it's not like we got Sean Johnson back. Right, right. I, I think just straight up the wings – like and and the the wing backs or the right and lefties. You mean like, right back, left mean, back, like, left Frank wing Cosby. back, right wing. I mean back. like literally outside defenders. We're either gonna play a four man defense or a three with wing backs, right? Yeah. And in either of those cases, whoever's playing wing back or yeah. outside D is weak. Because you're looking at that's obvious. Corrales, Hassler, Edwards if he comes back. Yeah. Kappelhoff playing right back for some reason. Uh, Frankowski moving to right wing back. Yeah, the outside back's not looking great. Yeah. So, the opposite of that, what's our biggest strength? What's the fire's strongest area? I, I agree with what you put down here, but I'll, I'll go a second, but I'll let you go on, on yours. All right, I'll just say central mid off the top of my head. Of course. Uh, Dax, Georgie, Mo Adams, Bronico, Gaetan, uh, Bastion. If you need them there, right? I, I can throw six guys in there if I need them. Yeah. And, be, and feel good death. and feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I, I 100% agree it's our strongest area. Dax, Georgie, Bronico, Mo, it's unreal. Like, the, those two, you're only having two of those guys starting. You got Dax, uh, Georgie off the bat, boom, guaranteed starters. If any one of those goes down, I feel confident that Mo, Bronico, Guy Tanner, Bastion could fill the place. Right. So you got six guys right. filling two to three positions. And so we don't even know. Uh, Mondo Moreno could come in and yeah. make an impression. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I, I do want to say, I think What's our your sec- second? Our second is Nico CJ Spong. It looks good all of a sudden. It's a fantastic two forwards to have. Better than probably half of MLS? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe more. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, Nico's literally two seasons. He's won away a gold boot. Golden boot. CJ Spong has been very good, except for last season for the last four years. Yeah. I feel very confident in that. Form. It all of a sudden looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> but without Spong, we had one guy, literally. Yeah. And, so that's and how fast reli- that can and, change. And we know Nico's weakness is that he's reliant on service. I think he has it this year, but Spong he didn't is have too. it last year. 
Yeah, Sapong could create a little bit more on his own. In, He's a little cool, a little quicker, and more I, physical. It, I think his hold-up's better than Nico. Nico's more of a, I'm going to slide between the lines. Sapong's like, I don't care where your lines are. Just give me the ball at my feet, and I will muscle everyone off. Like, yeah. I, I do like that about him. It could be a nice tandem. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, future transfers, what's needed. Uh, I'm assuming at this point... We're pretty much closed up. This would probably be summer window stuff. Let's assume yep. we sign both Gaetan and that center back. Nelson. Do we need anything else? Well, it, it's this is almost a repeat of the question, and I'm not dogging on your question. But Dude, stop dogging I'm me. I'm dogging on it. It's what is the fire's biggest weak spot? It's, it's outside backs or wingers and then also goal keeping. So future signing, I think we would probably both agree in the summer, if we could land a proven left or right back, either yeah. or, we'll take them. I, w- I would maybe say that I'd prefer a proven goalkeeper. Like, as, like I would prefer Sean Johnson over a proven MLS outside back. So if I, I think it would be more important to our team. Okay. That's fair. That, but that's not withstanding how good Ostad's going to be for us. I don't know, but... We don't know. I would prefer- Well, I guess I agree. If they were like, hey, we're going to sign this goalkeeper and he's clearly better than anyone we have, that's... That, would that make makes our so team... Happy. Yeah, that makes our team a lot better. I agree. It's probably goalkeeper. Um, next question's kind of fun. Is Pono on the hot seat? He just re-signed for two years with a third-year option. Yeah. Contracts don't necessarily mean he's much at all. He's not guaranteed two years. Right. Do you think he's on the hot seat? Not, especially now with... Impending signings, it sounds like. I said 100%. If we suck. Think he's gone? If, like, we're in we, I think last place playoffs. at midseason. I think if we miss the playoffs. You think he gets the whole season? I don't know. About, I don't, I don't, I don't know about a midseason. Yeah, I don't think he's guaranteed, but I don't know about a midseason. It, it would take second to last to last place. It would take a shocking Halfway through the season. wooden spoon type of performance which is speaking a lot of hope and excitement but that's still possible it's in the fire's dna yeah so i guess we agree in general though he is on the hot seat certainly not yet like there's no like all right like if we lose the first three games i don't think i would call him on the hot seat no i think the question is more in terms of the entirety of this year if the the back of my mind absolutely he's still a pawn and a chip in uh, this right. front office's because, game, yeah, chess they, game. They still have when that can as they a, use that? Yeah, they still have that as a hey, forget about us for a second. We just fired a coach and got a new one. They so have let's that. be excited yeah. and forget about the fact that we suck. That's a back pocket. That's their ace. Absolutely, that's their ace in the hole. Firing Pano. So I think he's definitely on the hot seat. Yeah. If it's a bad, if it's a terrible start, he could be gone midseason. Yep. And if we miss the playoffs, they might be like, hey. We're starting over again. Yep. That's worst-case scenario right there. We went dark again. Yeah. Well, you got to talk about You got to go stuff. dark. This I think we're, we're in good spirits. We're on official, official podcast. All right. People, uh, where will the fire finish is the next question. Uh, our listeners are going to listen to this pod before the Eastern Conference pod. Yeah. So you, me and you have already gazed through all of the Eastern Conference teams, including those new guys, Cincinnati. So we now have 12 teams in the East. Is that right? That's correct. Twelve teams now with Cincinnati. Yep. Seven will make the playoffs. Twelve out, or I maybe mean seven out of twelve, so more than half. Um, what place are the Fire gonna finish in 2019? I wrote down seventh, but then I was inspired by your pick, which was <laughs> third. So I went sixth. I upped mine to sixth. I mm-hmm. thought they're gonna be right on the line though, but you're saying they're gonna. Yeah, I'm saying They're third. They're going to be comfortable. I don't know necessarily. Did you throw out the other sheet? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, th- you're, you're third, saying three Third through, through six could be yeah. two to three points. They could be a game, you know. Yeah. The third place team might only be. Is. Third place might only be four points ahead of sixth place. You know, it could be. It might not be that comfortable. I just, I guess I looked at the other teams that didn't do much. Right. And I'm kind of just thinking this fire team was so bad last year that there has to be some improvement. In the, and some of those players will hold themselves and the team accountable. And I 
I just don't see how it could be as bad. Yeah. I, mean, I just I said love third. I want high. I just I want third. Absolutely love the optimism. They gotta be a playoff team. It, I mean, if they don't, I want Pano fired. So they've given them some pretty darn good pieces. Yeah, I agree. And I've been a Pano defender. Yes, we we've been to a fault. I, people have commented that we are too. Yeah, I just don't think last year he had remotely a team to compete. Yeah. This year it feels like it's more of a well-rounded squad. And even if it's not, I think at some point, if you're if you're not making the playoffs, you just got to make that change. Yeah. It's not like he's been around for a year. Right. It's been it's a few years. Three years? Yeah, well, this be his fourth? fourth year. This is his fourth year. So. This is his fourth year. So, yeah. um, so I have a third, you have a sixth. Yes. So if it's fourth or fifth, we're golden. I'm That's cool fine. with that. Anywhere, Anywhere from three, three to six. Seven, is great. I'll be like, mm, yeah, okay, fine. You barely. If we land it. from three to six. We're great. We're yeah. golden. Yeah, agreed. That's the target. There, you, you heard it here, Pano. Yeah. Pano, get in those playoffs. All right, uh, this week, fire. It's here. Saturday night, they will be in L.A. Well, it's not here. It's the, But it is here. It, it Time is here. Time. And time. The game. The game is, is in here. L.A. City of Angels. Fire at Galaxy. Um, Galaxy are favored by half a goal. Minus 0.5. Mm-hmm. Galaxy minus 120 to win. Not everyone's a gambling addict, but that straight up means just the Galaxy are favored to win the game at yep. home, which is no surprise. Um, they're loaded. Other than that, do you have anything to say about the Galaxy? I mean, I'm terrified of Zlatan. He obliterated us when he came to Toyota Park. He obliterates everybody. By the way, we uh, we hadn't mentioned this. A quick note. Uh, we cannot say Toyota Park anymore. It's yeah, SeatGeek. SeatGeek Stadium. I did have that on the notes. We did, yeah. but we, we glazed over it. Toyota signs, I believe, have now officially been removed. Have they? Toyota got like a, ha- a year out of that where they, their branding was still up there. It's going to take me a lot of time to it's the geek. start calling it the Seat Geek Stadium. The Geek. The Geek. Get out to the Geek. Get out to the Geek. All right. Get him to the Geek. The Get him to oh, the Geek. Oh! Play off of that one movie featuring that Jonah Hill, right? Jonah Hill and... Uh, was that Jonah Hill? Well, who's the... Who's, wasn't like Kanye in that or something? No, uh, it was P, uh, P. Diddy, right? And uh, the guy... That English guy. The English uh, guy. Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. yeah. Is Jonah Hill in that one? Or is... You're probably right. I think I, I do remember him. Anyways, get him to the geek. Get me to the geek. That's what we're going to be saying on the party buses. Get him to the geek. Just get him to the geek. Uh, yeah, SeatGeek right. Stadium. All right, here we but go. But the game is not at SeatGeek Stadium. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Glad we went down that road. It's in L.A. Uh, you got a prediction? Oh, do I ever. Fire, you're going to say the fire win. 3-0 three, three nil fire. 3-0 three nil fire. Score. clinic. <laughs> Fire scores three goals and shut out L.A. Here's here's how it's going to go, too. Minute one, Chicago Fire goal. <laughs> Georgie Mihailovic. Okay. Minute 22, Chicago Fire goal. Frankowski. <laughs> Love this game. Minute 25, Chicago Fire goal. Nemanja Nikolic. No more goals. We're done. And then we just shut up And we shop. just coast. Wow. I'm going to say two to two. <laughs> what?! The third place fire don't exist in this. Starting the season with a point in L.A. would be amazing. If you got a point this weekend, you'd be like, that's amazing. Would you not? I don't know how to feel. Given how hard it is to win away games in the MLS, especially for the fire. First game is the fire usually they have a history of losing their first game by 132 goals. Yes. So I would be stoked if we went to LA and got a point against Superhumans opening weekend. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I would be stoked, but they are gonna win three to nothing. I can't wait. Uh, just a note here: five thirty-eight. That website that predicts everything and shit. Yeah, and so you actually can see into the future. (laughs) Yeah, they give the fire a thirty-one percent chance to make the playoffs. Wow, Which sounds like a lot, but it's the third worst in the East. I mean, if he could see in I the think future... This, I don't yeah. know if they'll take any signings into account, but I think I pulled that up before our rumors. Uh, I don't think yeah. that would change much. couple it's, percent. It's got to go up. Same with the odds. They've got to go down a little bit on with the guys. But not signing. much. No. They're not going to change it that much. For We don't know. Like you said, that guy could be, he could be a bust. Could be a big bust. We don't know. 
I think that's it for fire. We'll screen through some, uh, you want to run through some international news? Sure. While we're on air. Why, why the hell not? Uh, we didn't talk about CONCACAF Champions League much at all. Yeah, there's some notable things to talk about here. Um, Atlanta came back and defeated Herediano. I'm going to back you up here. This is okay. the, uh, the round of five, so one round before the quarterfinals. So the winners of these will go into the quarters. Correct. Which is when it heats up. Correct. Uh, so Atlanta defeated Herediano. Of Costa Rica, 5-3. Apparently it was an impressive game. I didn't the, watch it. They did not do well in the first leg and then scorched in the second leg. Okay. Uh, Toronto lost. Huge. <laughs> Toronto won. Independiente, 5. That's insane. Independiente is a team from Panama. They got they absolutely destroyed Toronto. No one expected By that. the way, these like goal totals are over two legs. Yep. Just FYI. Uh, but that's embarrassing. I don't even care that Toronto's depleted. That's embarrassing. I kind of think it's funny just because they've been good for the last two, three years. Um, so. I think the shocker, maybe even more shocking, though, SKC beat Toluca 5-0. They beat them soundly. Over too late. They shut out. Toluca's too late a shut good out. team. I mean, they're, yeah, they're solid. They're always in the Champions League. Uh, Houston got a good draw. They won 3-1 over Guastatoya. Guastatoya. A Guatemalan club. There you go. So that's a good draw. That was a good draw. That's a good draw. They should win that. They did win. 3-1. Red Bulls, 5. Atletico Pantoya, 0. So another good draw. So four MLS teams out of five advanced. Second time in history. Second time in history, and we uh, have more than Mexico in the next round. Yes, but do you know what happened the last time the MLS had four teams? They probably all lost. The next round. One of them lost. But Houston will play Tigres, uh, which I'm assuming Tigres Count is going to win. Count in on that one. Uh, Red Bulls, Santos, Laguna will be the primetime matchup. Yeah, that's something you tune in for. SKC should beat Independiente. I agree, although I think it, it's certainly more... I would like uh, if I'm... It's intriguing now that Toronto got blasted by them. Yeah, and I think SKC, they look good. Like, I think... They should be expected to win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And then you got Atlanta, Monterey, which is going to be also a, another, just a blockbuster. Yeah, it's a blockbuster for sure. So you got the two blockbusters. It is crazy, though, that we got, like, um, I mean, there's no, none, none of those are the uh, Spanish, or the sorry, the Mexican super houses, uh, you don't except have for a, Tigres. Yeah, you don't have a Club America yeah. in there, yeah. so that's nice. You don't have Guadalajara. I think Guadalajara was not good last year, though. They were, weren't they the ones that they beat were in Red it, Bulls, though? Right, they were in it last year, but I think they didn't qualify this year. They okay. weren't, they weren't great. But anyway, four MLS teams to watch for in the Concacaf Champions League. I love watching Concacaf Champions League. Yeah. it's such a fun competition. Those Mexican teams are still good. Yep. Um, has Genia. Uh, Am I wrong there? Yeah. Yeah, Andre Genia. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. He's still pretty good. Oh yeah. So I'll, I'll catch some of those games. Also, got to keep an eye on those teams because playing those Champions League games and MLS starting now is... Yeah. We saw it last year. Toronto got destroyed by that. Yeah. So, so some of these teams could take a hit in the tables. Yep. Worth keeping an eye on. Did I say that? <laughs> what? 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 Oh, Atlanta. Uh, some other news. Um... Just your quick thoughts. There's rumored to be a potential new eight-team yeah. uh, competition between just Mexico and the U.S. So it will basically be separate of CONCACAF Champions League, but we won't have the Panamanian teams, the Costa Rican teams, the Honduran teams. It'll basically just pit four MLS teams against four yeah. Mexico teams. Um, Not enough details for me to have a strong opinions on this, but here, here's a, a you few You were shaking thoughts. your head, so I'm thinking you're out. Here's a few thoughts. One is, is the prize money going to be enough to to incentivize these teams to actually try? Two is, when is it going to happen? During the season? That would suck, because then it's going to impact the actual league. Calendar If it's the off-season, then I think I'm more into it. But then, at the same point, if it's in the off-season, like, again, how are you going to incentivize these guys to try so I think there's a lot of work here to make this like a meaningful competition, uh, but I, I'm, of course, on paper I'm 
super stoked to hear about more games between MLS and La Liga. I think that that competition is going to drive both leagues to become better. So it, it's it's possible that this is a very cool thing, but I I'm a bit skeptical. I think yeah, I think you covered it. I think it all depends on when it is in the calendar. Yeah, and I guess I would rather they invest their time and money into making Concacaf Champions League just as big as it can be. Right, rather than this kind. Which it already feels like it is sort of slowly gaining traction. Yeah. As a oh, know, as a, a competition. big competition. Yeah, the streaming is a little bit more readily available. It's on TV more. Yeah. Streaming's better. There's more people just talking about it in general. Adjacent to this, I, I did read that they're really working hard. Conmebol and CONCACAF are working hard on an international tournament. Be amazing. Where we play each other, kind of like Copa America was. What was that two, three years ago mm-hmm. now? Um, so I think I'm more excited by that than I am by this. But in all, in total, I'm like. Any chance to elevate MLS, like the 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 uh, caliber of the opponent that either MLS or the men's national team is playing. We want them playing the best. Yes. So I'm all for all of these. Sweet. You got anything else to wrap it up? I got absolutely nothing other than uh, Go fire. La Maquina Roja. Can't wait to Manana? watch. Is that yesterday? Manana's tomorrow. Uh, see, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Manana. Manana. 7 p.m. Let's do it. On Fox Sports 1, I believe. FS1. Tune in to FS1 if you got it. We'll get some uh, bad Alexi Lalas takes. Yep. Some, you know. Can't wait. Thanks to all the avid listeners for putting up with us over this hour. And we hope you have a great 2019 season. And we will be back At next Sea week. Geek Stadium. We're going to get us to the geek. Yeah, we'll be back to the geek next week and we'll break down hopefully uh, this LA win the 3-0 W the 3-0 W that's over by the 25th minute heard it here heard it here see you guys